You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 353, brought to you by Audible, Apple Music, and actionfigureblues.com. I'm Eddie. And I'm Scott. Tonight, our toys of the week are the DC Collectibles Batman Animated Scarecrow, Two-Face, Grey Ghost, and Hardak action figures, and the Mondo Batman 12-inch animated action figure. And our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Revoltech Amazing Yamaguchi Psylocke and Gambit action figures. Hello, Scotty. How are you doing? Dude, I am okay. How are you? I'm very good, actually. I don't you're know still, why. I just I am. Are you still on your month of not working? or? No, this was the week in which I returned. Oh, um, it, it, it was. It was. It's that weird sort of, it's nice to return to work and people are excited to see you and you, you get all hugs and things like that and then you start to delve in a little bit more and you get into the oh yeah we didn't know how to do that so we just left it so here's five weeks worth of uh, <laughs> things not being done uh, <laughs> for you to come in so I have been working very hard uh, this week to catch up on all the things that I miss but um, it's uh, not not too bad in the grand scheme of things what about yourself yeah good my, my um uh there's the landscape in my toy display is about to change because we are making some move arounds in the house as people grow and we seem to have accidentally adopted an extra child and so <laughs> um I'm getting a bigger I'm getting a bigger study and toy room out of it. That's very exciting. Ooh. So yeah. um the, How did that work? <laughs> well, I mean, we our our house has we deliberately when we built this house, we built it to accommodate adult kids living here. And so it's this kind of side of the house where my study is. Um there's like three bedrooms and a uh, activity room that the idea was, you know, it, it was like a communal study when they were a bit younger and then it's been a bit of a you know all things room but the idea that it could become an actual lounge room for older kids and then we have a couple of communal living areas and then like a rumpus at the back of the house that is just like another living area at the moment and so i my study because i do a lot of work from home is in this like fourth bedroom uh, that we're now going to give to the oldest child so that she gets a bigger bedroom. The um, temporary child that seems to be going to be living here for longer, which is fine, is going to move into her room out of that kind of common area. The common area becomes a new living area, and then the rumpus becomes my study and toy room. So there we go. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, now, having said that, I have kind of stuff in a couple of different places, like three different places at the moment, and it will consolidate it to two. Um, so that makes wife happy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I have to do a bit of a bit of uh, display repurposing and possibly purchasing. But anyway, so it's kind of one of those things that goes from a headache to 
we we had we had ideas and we had to enroll uh, the kids in them in a certain order <laughs> to kind of say so. Like, if you don't like this idea, then this doesn't work. But then if you like this idea, then we need to see if you like that idea. So, yeah. So, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Um, the other thing that I was excited, am excited about is a bit of toy news today that came out because we are both fans of the DC Essentials line. And there's uh, a, a few coming up um, this year, but we hadn't had lots of news of more releases planned and they announced a new wave today um first repeat character because there's another batman although it's a blue costume but we're getting they're keeping with the kind of you know with the pairs um uh, structure they've had all along and we're getting a, a blue and gray batman and uh you know i always call her the nightfall Catwoman. the um i i love that the outfit with the long black boots and the purple cat suit and long hair. And then Green Lantern and Sinestro on steroids. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> excited. This this I commented on our Action Figure Blues community page. Um, as everyone listening to this should know, because you've all joined and become members and take part in the fun that goes on there. Uh, I commented that it seems like they're targeting us with this. It feels like there's the purple Catwoman that you love. Yep. There's the blue suit Batman for John and uh, my DC characters, Green Lantern. So I always yeah. get excited uh, when I see Hal Jordan and I'm, also super excited because I was worried about what was happening with this line. Yeah. Not hearing anything, but hearing that all these companies are picking up licenses Yes, uh, for DC. It sort of gives a little bit hope that Icons is going to be continuing Essentials. on. Essentials. Yeah. Essentials. Essentials, sorry. Hey, you're allowed to be confused. Yeah, uh, mainly because this does have the 2020 release date, which uh, if it didn't, uh, that you know, that's when these companies are technically getting a hold of the DC license. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like uh, DC collectibles won't be affected, which was uh, one of my big fears. So yay. Yeah, well, I suppose in the same way that DC Collectibles and Mattel produced along the same line, sometimes confusingly, hopefully that'll it won't be any worse than that. Um, another thing I like about this too is that of the the handful of figures of characters that were announced for icons that didn't make it, this version of Catwoman is one of them, uh, and, and Sinestro, and Sinestro is another. Uh, Shazam was another, so we've had him as well. Mm-hmm. So the only ones I think now there was an Etrigan, and then yep. of course the Blue Beetle Booster and Gold, yeah. Booster Gold um, two pack. Uh, so there's still there's still hope. I, I I like this news. I I reviewed on a recent show the wave with Joker, Nightwing, Harley, and Batgirl. And oh, those well, guys, hang on, you reviewed. Uh, uh, indeed, I did, and you commented. <laughs> or was it a toy breakdown? I think it was a toy breakdown one. I thought you said you could do it, and then I'll chime in. No, I made it a toy breakdown. Um, yeah. We reviewed yeah. a that, and I. I those guys have stayed on my desk, and I haven't kind of had them away yet because I'm really, I really like them. I keep kind of playing with them. I tell you, the one that's really grown on me is Harley. <laughs> um, 
It's kind of it's funny, isn't it? Like from kind of going, oh, she's a bit whatever, but like just the posability, I love, and yeah. So that was happy news uh, for me. Uh, I've also been given a toy mission by my eldest, which is that she needs a Pikachu because <laughs> she's seen the yeah. the movie twice and loves it. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard yeah. good things. I, I I was one of the few that was on the opposite end of it. You didn't like it. No, I didn't. I didn't hate it. It was just like it was a weaker on the air sort of side for me. I would have loved. I spent the whole time sitting there going like, the best thing about this is the Pokemon, and they keep trying to shove human characters down my throat. Like, just make this two hours. Send a check to Richard Attenborough and do like our planet or walking with dinosaurs, but with Pokemon, and I'd be happy (laughs) uh, with that. So I got no problem with the Pikachu part. It was all the weird human people uh, that I didn't care for, but yeah. That is very funny. But I did see John Wick 3 and that was amazing. I I saw that you enjoyed that. Um, Uh, Oh. (laughs) uh, It was incredible. I have have to say I have not seen any of the films in that series. Yeah, I don't know how you would go. Too scary? Not not scary. They they can be a bit violent, but it's the choreography of the action is just incredible. Like it's it is almost sort of more fantasy than other gritty revenge. You know, like Taken, and that is there, there's almost a believability to it. Where this is almost watching ballet in what they do. It's um, the directors oh. are the were Keanu Reeves stuntmen on things like the matrix and Oh yes. All. I read that. So Interesting. It's yeah. Stuntmen directing a movie and they're really fantastic about setting up a shot and, uh, you know, sort of going, Oh, how, how can we make this even bigger? And, but it's actual actors in the frame and all that sort of thing. It's, it's really, so cool. really cleverly done, uh, action. And they just sort of build this great world around it, which is, uh, Really cool and interesting. Uh, but my big thing that I um, always love is working free comic book day every year, which I also did recently. And uh, I love that because I get to see uh, all sorts of people from all different walks of life coming in and geeking out over certain things. In particular, there was one kid who came in, and as cliche as this sounds, he had a big red balloon with Spider-Man on it, a helium Aww. one. And he came in wanting Spider-Man books, and that just melted awesome. my heart. And yeah, there is hope for future geeks out there. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And, so I hope uh, everyone else had a free comic day. Any acquisitions to speak of besides what you are reviewing this evening? Uh, yeah, I've been getting a few things in. Uh, so I don't believe I've gotten it in since we last recorded, but I got the – 100 toys Hellboy uh, figure in, uh, which is definitely on the shortlist for a review in an upcoming episode because I've had a lot of fun posing around that and uh, setting up some display pictures. Uh, And he will be an interesting one to discuss uh, when it is time to talk about him. I finally had the last of my Marvel Legends uh, Endgame wave come in, so I've now completed... Uh, Thanos, 
Uh, it was an interesting experience ordering them off Australian Amazon and them all shipping at different at different, different points. Sort of <laughs> took about a month for them all to arrive wow. in over four different packages. But uh, I had Ronan and Ebony Moore uh, arrive the other day. And one thing that I do like that I'll give credit that they do is Ebony Moore it was the, sort of the most popular one, so he was selling out. So he was a couple of dollars more when I ordered him. Uh, but then between then and him coming in stock, uh, the big Amazon got like a big shipment of them in. So we dropped back to regular price and they refunded me the difference. So uh, that was good. To, um, I wasn't expecting that little bit extra money to come in, but yeah, I was happy huh. with that. That's good. That's yeah. good. I, I've, I am going to have a go. I've pre-ordered uh, the figures that I want from, the next Spider-Man wave, the Hydra-Man, uh, Spider-Woman, because uh, there's only like three figures I think that I want from that um, wave, and they were up on Amazon for you know a, a very reasonable price, and I thought, well, I'll have a go mm. and see what happens. <laughs> oh, and I also ordered. I, I also have a pre-order for the. Uh, uh, Magneto, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch three three pack, which I believe is an Amazon exclusive. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we shall see. Uh, acquisition wise, besides what I am speaking of this evening, I got the sepia version of the Poison Ivy DC Bombshell statue. It's quite strange. I have pre- been pre ordering bombshells from Zing for quite a while because they get very good prices on the DC collectibles statues and big Barda has been, which came out weeks ago in the comic shops and, but they haven't got her yet, but poison Ivy, which hasn't come out yet. They, they rang and said, we've got your um, bombshell statue ready. And I was like, amazing big Barda. And they're like, uh, no, this is poison Ivy. <laughs> so okay, that's fine. So apparently she's coming, and uh, she's lovely. So that that I uh, early days at, at some point I sold my my poison ivy. I can't remember uh, like, but I got a really really good price for it. That's why, and uh, I was like, I'm okay with that. And it was to to get something else that I wanted. So, but this sepia version I really like. And it, you know, so I feel like I've got that back in my collection and it works. It's great. Super fun. So very, very good. Nice. Yes. Well, I reckon that we, oh, sorry. Other noteworthy thing pop culture wise that I feel that we should market this episode is the passing of Grumpy Cat. Oh, what? Grumpy Cat died. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry to have to break that to you. I am learning a lot about my celebrity gossip. (laughs) Well, fully up, obviously. Yes. So they say it comes in threes, and so we had Doris Day, uh, Bob Hawke, um, former very very infamous, famous Australian Prime Minister, and then Grumpy Cat. Hmm. Well, let's make the world a happier place by talking about toys. Yeah. Let's. Okay. We'll be back. Armor up, Iron Man. Engage interlock mechanics. Armor up, war machine. That's critical beam. Attach from battle computer module. My brain blast will make scrap metal of you. Not in this lifetime, motor. 
Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Well, in the early 90s, there were a lot of animated shows based on cars, or based on comics. Some were good, some weren't so good, but one that has truly standed the test of time was Batman the Animated Series by Bruce Timm and Paul Dini and many other talented folks. Uh, there was actually a wonderful action figure line at the time based on it, uh, but now seems to be the golden age. We're getting flooded uh, with some great pieces based off this TV show and its spin-off properties. And Scotty is going to kick off a uh, episodes full of discussion on this show uh, with some new figures from DC Collectibles. So over to you, Scotty. Excellent. Thank you very much. So we've had quite a, a number of releases from DC Collectibles in the Batman animated line, and obviously there were two different incarnations of this series, the Batman animated Batman the animated series and then the new adventures of Batman they have interspersed the line with uh, figures from both of those series and we haven't had actually a release for a while so these figures were announced uh, not too long ago really and um the uh are now actually that's not true either okay and oh my god let's <laughs> stop contradicting ourselves in Five, four, three. So we haven't had a release of these for quite a while. We've been waiting for this wave to come out. And these are four figures that are all from the Batman the Animated Series. And they are Scarecrow, Two-Face, Grey Ghost, and Hardak. So just in terms of the packaging, uh, there's photos of this up on the Action Figure Blues Facebook page. The Outside of the packaging hasn't changed. The Batman the Animated Series uh, gets a brown card back and the New Adventures gets a blue. So these all have the the brown card back. They are uh, a, a bubble that you pull off. Uh, the I've spoken before about the bummer of these figures not being collector-friendly because they come with a truckload of accessories, which is fantastic. And people like me who... Uh, instantly lose small things uh really like having a box to be able to kind of reassemble so that that is a, hasn't changed at all um the one thing that has changed and i'm pretty sure these are the first figures where we've seen this is that these no longer include the figure stand with the turnarounds of the character on it which have come with all the other figures so if you uh you know, are, are particular about things being consistent or you really like those you know that that is a bit of a a bummer when i unpack them and notice oh like i i don't use them but i like them um what i do with mine is all the accessories that i'm not using go in a ziploc bag alongside the figure stand uh although a couple of the figures have needed the stand to stand up a couple of the female figures um, so none of these are in that boat. Thankfully, I was going to, thinking I'm going to be really annoyed if some of these can't stand up on their own now that there's no figure stand. Uh, so that obviously has gone the way of the cost cutting. Did uh, that? But, um, I don't know if you got it, but that there was like the police car box set that had Renee Montoya and four villains. Did that have them from memory? 
I don't know. I did not get that. Interesting you mentioned that because uh, there's been a bit of complaining uh, because they've now announced not the Rene Montoya, but all of the other figures in that line are going to come out as individual figures that they were in that box that are going to come out as individual figures and people are complaining. I'm happy because yeah. I never got it. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, I, I, I do cherry pick, so um, particularly Mr. Freeze is one that I want to get. I, I, I've been eyeing off at a comic shop that I visit that I'm – the five pack of the female characters, which has got Livewire and Supergirl in it, because it's got Harley and uh, Poison Ivy, uh, Batgirl, and Batgirl, who obviously already have, um, but the Supergirl and the and Livewire are both figures I would really love to have in this line, and uh, it's it, they have a couple in a place that I often go and you know it's kind of like my backup. Well, if I if I don't have anything else I want, I'll buy that. So yeah. You know, Probably once I decide that I want it, then it won't be there. Anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, from memory, that does have those. That 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 five pack does have those. So the other may well have. I don't know. Yeah, I remember other packs having like the um, you know, more deluxe ones like yep. uh, Man Bats and even the, the Expressions packs. They had them too. Did? Uh, I don't know they about had, that. Like, actually. A different version. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit of a bummer. Um, and I, I am sure that, that obviously there's ways to you've got to find ways at times to cut costs. And if it's a difference between keeping the line alive or having those, and obviously let's keep the line alive. And I think that uh, I, I would rather see that go than see the accessories go because one of the things that I think is really great about this line is that they're often the pieces that come are quite uh, specific to episodes that the characters appeared in. And so it's not just like, Hey, what, how can we throw a bunch of, car- of accessories in here? Yeah. You get your extra hands, etc. But then there's also, you know, can be pieces that are quite essential to plot points, etc. And I think that's pretty cool. So I will run through these uh, that we, we mentioned. Eddie mentioned in the intro, Bruce Tim is the, the you know the the great the grandfather of the uh, DC animated universe, and obviously there are movies that get made outside of that, but it's defined such a distinctive style that has to me become really representative of what I think about when I think about the DC animated characters. And I think the fact that here we are, um, you know, 20 plus years later, uh, enjoying these, it's not just nostalgia for the show, uh, because as Eddie said, there are lots of things from that time period that haven't really stood the test of time, but there's something just iconic about those designs that have defined the way that we see them uh, to the point where Sideshow is making, quarter-scale versions of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and I'm going, no, I shouldn't do that. I really <laughs> shouldn't, but I might. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the, uh, so, well, I'll run through them. Uh, Scarecrow, to me, is the, the pick of the uh, line. Obviously, a really hmm. different um, figure from ones that we've seen before. Uh, I much prefer the 
Batman, the animated series version of Scarecrow to New Adventure Scarecrow that kind of looks like a drug dealer, your um, hunchback drug dealer. Yeah, he he's he's an interesting one. He's gone through multiple designs on the series. Um, so this version that they've based the figure on is actually version two uh, of him. The original version, he didn't have sort of the hay hair coming down the side. Yeah. And he's one that you listen to the commentaries and Bruce Tim was just never happy uh, with his design. But I actually think that this design uh, from this figure um, is really good. It's a great yeah, it. scarecrow design and uh, kind of has been the basis. Like generally they go more of a brown shirt than the red shirt, but this is quite often the way he's depicted now in the books. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, the, um, uh, it's what my kind of picture of, and I'm overusing the word iconic here, but of what I think of when I think of, of scarecrow and the articulation is fantastic. One of the things that I talked about when we first uh, got these is that the Bruce Tim style with the very thin waists, large chest, um, although obviously not as big on Scarecrow as some of the others, um, thin thin legs. That if you think back to the Justice League Unlimited three and three quarter scale uh, line, which I absolutely loved and still. You know, have all of my gear from that. Th- that was very problematic in terms of trying to get figures to stand up because they didn't have the level of articulation and they were super top heavy. And the articulation choices that they've made in this line, uh, I think, are really innovative. Even though we didn't like what they looked like when we first saw them solicited, because they've got these you know pivot hips on the the sides, so they can do the splits. These figures but what it means is that you can you know give them a, a widened stance to uh, be able to balance them out and despite their skinny waists and and tiny ankles they're not hard to pose not all the figure female figures uh, are as easy but none of these are difficult you know, in that sense but the, the sculpting here is just fantastic the articulation works really well it comes with his big scythe uh and uh fists that he's packaged with well sorry one fist and a hand to hold his scythe and then a swap out pair of just menacing tendril hands and then he comes with a uh swap out unmasked jonathan crane um, as Alfred E. Newman had, no, that. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is one I feel like I I would have liked to have seen the first episode Scarecrow head here maybe instead, okay. uh, because the body and hat designs the exact same. It's just the head that changed on him. It could have been a cool swap. It just didn't then, have the hair. Or? Yeah, so the the face was different as well. It was just kind of more of that. Um, very much like first appearance Scarecrow from the comics. It's just that sort of okay. thin round, very similar to uh, if you remember the like early Mattel uh, six inch Batman line and DC superheroes line. Yes. The Scarecrow that came with that, that sort of style uh, head. That's just kind of a um, oblonged round uh, head with a hat. No sort of hay oh, hair. Got it. Yes, I know what you mean. That I, coming I, down the heads. Yeah. yeah. And the kind of just little, triangular slit eyes yeah no no pupils or anything well 
yeah, I mean, it would it would have seemed like that would have been a a uh, a choice, which I would have preferred to the unmasked head. Honestly, I mean, he is you, you know, it is actually a pretty um, good representation of that, and it he does get unmasked and uh, you know when when we see this version, but. Mm. Considering that, I don't think it was just really the head sculpt that was different, wasn't it? Just yeah. the head that's different, so you know they're unlikely to come back and do it again. Well, I, d- I don't know. I'm not going to never know. Toy <laughs> company passed doing a uh, simple like head head swap and release a figuring, get a few more sales. So, well, that's true. What am I talking about? Yeah. Okay. So, but look, really, really fun, solid figure. Uh, love this guy. Like I mean, it's just a really cool. Um, accessory and uh he's fantastic i'll move on to two-face so this is uh, again super fun this is the my my, mm, well look i think that i prefer this version of two-face uh just because i i like the black and white um juxtaposition the the other the other version which we have had already um, the the new adventures version you know has got a lot more happening visually um, but this to me is just more straightforward um, I love the the funky um, head sculpt um, you know his his kind of bluey uh, stuff that they they went for on his left side looks suitably crazy um he again comes with a bunch of accessories including a teeny tiny coin which i really thought i was going to inhale as i tried to (laughs) take it out of the the packaging um interestingly like he comes with a with two like oh actually now i've kind of got them jumbled up here like he actually comes with five hands and there's three blue ones there's a blue uh, sorry, he also comes then with a big like a machine gun and a, a bundle of TNT and then his coin. And the coin flipping hand actually holds the coin really quite securely. So, you know, if you're, it's not going to fall, once you get it in there, it isn't going to fall out every time you move him around. So, that that's cool because I just thought like oh my gosh that is so small, so um, good on them for including it um, and then giving us a hand that could actually make it work. And then we get on the blue hand side we have a, this is this is the left hand we have the one that can hold the gun we have a fist and then we have another uh, outstretched hand if you want him to hold the coin in the other hand I think that's really cool. And then on the right-hand side, the uh, non, non-burnt or whatever hand is uh, just a fist. The little bundle of TNT is pretty groovy. Uh, love, again, love the accessories there. He's got a – I don't 100% love the, un, the, the normal side of his face simply because the, his expression is pretty blank. Um, and obviously there's a lot that they could have done there. So that's you know, a tiny bit of a miss for me, but otherwise really brilliant. Yeah. I, I do love his scarred side far more in this version than 
the new adventures version which to be fair is me across the board i much prefer uh the animated series to the new adventure um designs for the most part but uh this is one i didn't really what i'd start i was buying them all in the beginning and then uh i've jumped more to just the animated series and i'm yet to pick up this wave but this is one i might double dip on even though i've got the new adventures version Mm -hmm. uh i for me uh two-face is one of the icons of the animated series i mean everyone talks about what they did with uh mr freeze but uh i mean they really re-established two-face uh, in this series again and did wonderful work. So th- this character is just an iconic part of the series for me. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, okay, so the uh, next figure is the Grey Ghost, and this is obviously a an interesting uh, character for a couple of reasons. Uh, he was voiced by Adam West, uh, which is you know really um, – cool and uh he he's also uh he's he's not from the comics is he gregos uh he wasn't uh now he's actually quite a large part so he was introduced he wa- yeah, uh, with with the series so this this was the debut of the character but it's only been within the last couple of years that it feels like people have sort of rediscovered this character from the show and he's uh been featured in a couple of comics and that but uh most prominently if you played the arkham knight video game uh which was a huge success and uh, possibly more people played that than actually went and saw uh one of the ben affleck batman films but there were posters all over gotham for gray ghost movies and uh things like that so he's, he's definitely out there He's out there now, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this uh, is a really lovely cape sculpt. Uh, the there's not a lot happening in terms of the figure, like paint wise, because like he's grey. The drapery is really nice. He comes with some really fun accessories, uh, including. Uh, so we've got a one of the remote control cars that is a um, a, pl- a significant plot feature from. One of his episodes, um, he comes with a, a gun. He comes with then a Grey Ghost book. And what I think is a really cool swap out hand, uh, which is a hand with a pen in it, like to sign the book. Um, I think it's like so cool, super fun. Um, and I was thinking, I don't know if I've ever seen a swap out hand with a writing implement Um sculpted into it could be first i feel like i've seen it before somewhere oh come on pencil no i do (laughs) i'm picturing a yellow pencil in someone's all right come back to me i'm gonna think okay yeah this is why this is why we need interns um but then you have to feed them and buy human rights, blah, blah, blah. I know. It's probably a figure arts. I feel like that's some oh, figure fair. arts. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, okay. And then, so look, great stuff. Finally, one that, you know, I think is, uh, I kind of thought, questioned whether I would get this or not, just because it's just kind of another Batman, but a different version. But then when I saw it, 
it is actually a really cool figure. And this is a Hardak, and Hardak is uh, from a plotline where an evil scientist started replacing everyone in Gotham with robots. And then this is obviously the the Batman version. And he is, uh, I think they've done a really good job of giving him the right sort of level of damage and accessories uh, so that they could make, you know, give you some nice inclusions, but not have to make uh, too many. So th- this is at the point where obviously he's been unmasked as not Batman. And if you turn him around, the Batman mask and cowl is loose at the back of his cape. The But then you can see part of his robot head and battle damage on his chest, which shows his robot guts. He has a swap out full robot angry uh, head. And then he comes with... Now, I have to say, the sword lost me. And I thought, I'll just ask Eddie, rather than trying to research, I'll ask Eddie, mm-hmm. why does he have this sword? Uh, he just used the sword in the episode. So it's like one of <laughs> Ra's al Ghul's uh, swords from, oh, if you remember okay. that sort of uh, classic one. So there is a sword fight in, uh, I believe it's in the Batcave okay. um, between Batman and uh, Hardock. Uh, it, was, it. it was a two-parter episode, but it's actually not one of my favorites. So yeah. I often skip it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but again, super fun. So these, I, I don't know if these are a jumping on point if you haven't already invested in this line because there's a lot there, but I'm glad to see that there's still life in it. You know, there are, or, or, I've picked up most, but not all. I've never pulled the trigger on the Batcave, even though that's right now the only way to get Alfred, uh, but you know, I don't have the space to display that. It's a lot. I do have the Batmobile, uh, but it's just it's just amazing. Can I? And, this is probably not. I probably shouldn't be airing this in public. But have I told you like my long plan for the Batcave? Maybe. Because Zing Stores here in Australia got it in, and there's one sitting at a Zing that I go to constantly. And I'm just like, oh, that that's got to hit discount one day. Like that's <laughs> that's not a thing that really sells because they really haven't been getting the other figures from that line in, and yeah. that I feel like that's one of those things that one day hits like seventy five percent off, and I can Amazing. sweep in and grab it for like fifty bucks. But we'll see. I I, I I keep a lookout on it constantly. But yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, those are things where you play the long game, and then if you miss out, it's not the end of the world. Uh, I, I, you know, the same place where I those that five pack of the female admin, animated characters are sitting, they had for ages the Diamond Gallery uh, Batman animated Zatanna statue, which I really want. I have, I have the other female you know, characters in that line, and but it was there for a, such a long time that I was like, oh, and then one day I was like, you know what? I think I really want to go and grab that. And then when I went to look on, you know, Amazon and stuff for it, I was just like, oh my gosh, that was such a terrible <laughs> mistake. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, um, hey. I, I'd say there's no such thing as buyer's remorse. 
only didn't buy remorse in the world of collecting. Yeah, I think that's very true. Very true. Uh, look, so I, I'm just going to go ten dollars for these guys. You know, they this is such a fun line. I'm glad that it's continuing, and uh, I look forward to more. Uh, the I actually was doing some organizing of my collection the other day, and you know, these you know, I, I don't hold on to everything forever. I like collecting things and then kind of you know repurposing the money to collect other things. And um, but this is a line that I don't see myself um, divesting anytime soon. So thank you, DC Collectibles. Well, may there be more. We'll take a short break, and we'll come back, and Eddie can talk about uh, more Batman. Yes. That was creepy. I'm Dr. Wily. My robots deny will control the world. As soon as we get rid of that blue dweeb Mega Man and his robot dog rush, Bomb Man, make sure they have a blast. What? Mega Man's taking over the bomb? Good man, watch out! Mega Man can use your own power against you just like that! Okay, Mega Man, can you stop Proto Man and Guts Man at the same time? I don't think so. Mega Man, collect them all from Bandai! So, Eddie is now going to talk about a, another Batman animated collectible that I did not pull the trigger on, and now I am going to live vicariously through Eddie and enjoy it and then probably end up buying it once he raves about it. Um, over to you. Yes. So I, uh, as our conversation might allude to, uh, in your toy of the week, I am also a huge fan of Batman, the animated series. And one thing it's kind of not a toy, but I forgot to mention in acquisitions that's appropriate for this week is I found at uh, the DVD retailer here in Australia, JB Hi-Fi, the Blu-ray box set of uh, the Batman animated series uh, is now down below $50. Uh, so I do yeah. recommend if you haven't picked this up, it's uh, actually been getting a lot of buzz as the best box set out of anything uh, this year in Blu-ray circles. And I've only watched a couple of episodes and the remastering and all that that they've done is just glorious. Uh, on this set, it looks uh, far better than I ever remember it seeing. And I've rewatched the <laughs> DVDs that I have uh, a lot of times, and it's pretty good value. You also get things like uh, the Mask of the Phantasm movies and uh, pieces like that. Uh, so I picked that up uh, the other Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, uh, I caught up with a friend who I'd recently uh, helped out in a big way. And as part of a thank you for helping him out, he gave me this uh, Batman, uh, the animated series 12-inch figure, which was made by Mondo. Uh, I believe their official name's Mondo Tees because they started off doing like T-shirts and that. These days, they're super famous for doing uh, sort of reimagined movie posters and have a huge online following uh, for their designs that they put out there and have just recently started getting into the world of action figures, uh, particularly in a 12-inch scale. So uh, I believe the Iron Giant was their first uh, possibly to make it out. Uh, it was either the Iron Giant or the Ninja Turtles. Uh, but uh, once they'd finished off the four Ninja Turtles, their next one to come out was this Mondo Batman. And he's actually been out for a while now. I think uh, probably somewhere between a year to six months ago. 
he came out and got released. There are two versions of him. Uh, there is a Mondo's exclusive version, and then there is a retail version. Now, I only have the retail version. That's uh, what I am going to be talking about. Uh, and uh, he is a great figure, uh, but he's not a perfect uh, figure, which okay. I will uh, get <laughs> into. Uh, so he's uh, comes in a beautiful uh, printed box. You can definitely tell that they have uh, an art background. There's just a beautiful image of Batman swinging down on the yellow cover. Uh, there's a nice print of Gotham uh, sort of bleeding into the bat symbol on the back. Unfortunately, for a bit more of a high-end toy, there's no real credits listed anywhere on the box uh, for who did any design work or sculpting on the figure, which is a bit of a shame. I don't know if the Mondo exclusive version might have included that on the back of their box, but the retail version is fairly plain. There's not even sort of a list of what you get on the inside. There is a door, though, that you can uh, Velcro open, and it has a window box of the figure you're getting, as well as the a quote from the very first episode uh, about uh, seeing a flying bat creature around Goffin, which was actually so cool. a reference to um, Man Bat, not Batman himself, uh, if we're being geeky. Uh, but the figure on the inside is Definitely the animated Batman from the first three seasons. Now, this isn't just an upscaled version of the DC's collectibles uh, Batman animated. I'm just going to start calling him Batman now because it'll drive me nuts if I keep calling him Batman animated. Fair. Uh, That's very fair. this, This one they have gone with a couple of different uh, design choices. Uh, the hips on him are much better. They're far more hidden uh, inside his brace. He's a mixture of uh, sort of PVC plastic and AB plastic. So some parts are sort of a more solid. They feel almost like vinyl. And then he's got sort of more softer plastic, such as his cape, his underoos, his belts, uh, pieces around the gloves where you're going to get a little bit more movement uh, going. Uh, but the big design difference on this guy compared to other ones we've gotten, say the ones from DC Collectibles, is they've really gone heavy on the cell shading that you would see on a, say, uh, animated cell. Uh, if you were to go into the production archives. Uh, so what that means is where, say, you've got the face sculpt uh, coming around the classic cheekbones of the figure, you now have a darker skin tone that is coloured in there or parts of the cowl and cape that is a much lighter blue going on, wrapping around to make it look like lights hitting it in a certain angle. And this is something that the TV show definitely did do. Uh, but it is something that would be arguable in how it's presented in action figure form in the 3D realm. So, uh, for example, the animated Batman has a classic nose that comes to a point. On this figure, one side is just col- colored in how the color of the cowl is, which is sort of a bluey gray dark color. And the other side of the triangular point is the light blue color uh, that's coming in. 
now, this is both uh, one of the great features of the figure as well as one of its biggest detractors because on certain angles, this guy looks absolutely fantastic and looks like he is just a piece of cell animation come to life. Then if you twist him a little bit and look at him from another angle, it just looks odd and weird. He's got sort of this blue beak and uh, this weird piece of shading uh, running down the side of his head. So uh, very similar to the Yamaguchi figures that we'll be talking about later on. You really kind of want to pick your posing with this guy when you're setting it up on the shelf or taking pictures for what's going to work best for you. Uh, he does have a fairly good range of articulation. So his head's on a ball joint. Uh, he does have a cuts and swivels in the shoulders. Uh, he does have double jointed elbows. Now, what's interesting here is they've done a type of articulation I don't remember seeing before where in the double joints of the elbow uh, you have a swivel joint. So between the top joint and the upper forearm, you can actually get a twist going there, which is good because it doesn't break the arm up around the bicep, uh, but you can still get a full range of motion. Now, depending on how far you sort of swivel the arms out, it can start to look a little bit weird, uh, but it does help in not breaking up the figure's arm too much while sort of giving you uh, that uh, much fuller range of motion. So I don't know 100% how I feel about this, and I think this is part of the advantage of having it in a 12-inch figure. I think uh, this isn't something you could replicate in, say, a Marvel Legends, uh, but I do like that they are experimenting a little bit uh, with their articulation. Uh, he also has uh, ball joints in the wrists, they're slightly too big for my liking. This is an area where they do sort of break up the sculpt and probably the main part uh, that's really distracting in terms of breaking up the sculpt. Uh, he does also have a little bit of uh, swivel ball joints both hidden underneath his pecs and uh, in his waist hidden underneath the belt. As I mentioned earlier, he's also got hip articulation that's hidden under his briefs. He's got double-jointed knees, and he's got cuts and swivels and ankle rockers in his ankles. So you can pose him around a bit, uh, but uh, he's not uh, one I would exactly be uh, putting in too many extreme uh, poses just because he is this sort of softer gray plastic and I do worry about him tipping over or banging up against things that it's going to leave a mark or uh, scratch paint or come off. So I have been keeping him in a fairly neutral pose and I have also just been worried. Uh, it's something I haven't really talked too much about, but I don't know if you ever get this, Scotty, where sometimes you're just kind of worried a little bit about natural oils on your hands and maybe you're playing with a figure uh, too much that's high end that you're going to start to leave kind of grubby marks or that type of thing uh, on, which considering he's mostly light gray, yeah. I kind of don't like touching him uh, too much unnecessarily. 
in terms of art, uh, uh, accessories, he does come with a uh, fair few. So first off, you do have a figure stand. Now, he is capable of standing on his own, uh, but I do quite like using the figure stand because, as I mentioned, I'd be very worried if he tipped over that it could quite easily chip or damage the paint or plastic. Uh, it is just your classic yellow oval bat symbol that has one of those doll stands very similar to early sideshow that sort of comes up and hugs the crotch uh now it was a little bit tight i actually put this over the heater and bent it out a little bit just so he could fit into it a little bit more snugly and the metal bars weren't pressing in on the soft plastic of his briefs uh he does come with three different head sculpts there is a neutral head, a sort of gritted teeth head, and a smiling uh, face sculpt, which uh, Batman does do quite a bit in the animated series. Uh, it's often a bit of a knowing smile at a criminal that's just walked into a bit of a trap that he's set up. But every now and then he also smiled at a kid or two. So it is a uh, fitting head sculpt to have in there. Uh, he has a gas mask that works really well. It's got sort of an elastic strap that uh, you drop down the back of the head and it will fit comfortably over any of the three uh, head sculpts. So uh, that's really good that they didn't just do a whole other head sculpt. It works as an accessory or you can take it off and have him holding it in one of his hands. He does come with six pairs of hands. So uh oh no sorry eight pairs so you've got the uh fisted classic fists uh you've got hands for holding batarangs you've got hands for just gripping accessories in general and then you've got uh probably the most abstract ones which are the hands that he uses for his grappling hook uh, gun. So if you remember the animated series, he would often have it slip between his upper finger uh, there. It wasn't like a gun that would uh, just clip in with a trigger. It would kind of be coming out of the middle of his hand. So uh, these fingers are split up and broken that way. So you can put it in just like he had it in the animated show. He comes with two grapple guns, one which it's all packed away and locked in so you can pose him as if he's getting ready to shoot and one that looks like it's just fired. So you've got a piece of wire stretching out, and then you've got the grapple hook at the end. It's actually a very thick uh, wire that runs through that one, so you can actually bend the wire and pose the grapple hook as you would like. Uh, it holds the shape pretty well. If you're going to have it completely stretched out, though, it does start to droop. Uh, just naturally over time from the weight of the grapple hook at the end. Uh, but, you know, you could display it with a piece of sort of fishing line or something coming out and make it look like it's fully extended and firing up there and really get some cool pieces out of that. Uh, he also includes two types of batarang, sort of a big classic uh, more boomerang-shaped version that he did use constantly in the show and also a tiny little more bat symbol-shaped uh, version, which are two different styles that he did use early on in the series. He also comes with his sort of remote-control Batmobile detonator 
uh, button type piece that sort of was used for a lot of different things over the run of the series and uh, two episode specific pieces. One being a tape recorder that comes from the very first episode that's uh, playing Kurt Langstrom's uh, sort of confessions to him being Manbat. And my favorite piece, because it ties in with a figure that they're going to be doing, he comes with a thermos. And that thermos is the thermos that held his chicken soup in that he uses to defeat Mr. Freeze in the Heart of <laughs> Ice episode. And what's cool there is uh, the next figure that they're doing in the Batman animated series line is Mr. Freeze. And he's actually going to come with a sort of that glass uh, helmet uh, that's broken off with chicken soup coming down it. So you can sort of uh, pose these pieces together as if uh, Batman did just smash him across the head uh, <laughs> with it there. Uh, so all these uh, pieces are great accessories to have, but really I enjoy just having him posed in a very neutral stance, just standing uh, on the bat symbol itself. And in doing that, he does look glorious. The paint is applied uh, very beautiful. Uh, it uh, comes off really well. They've just picked the shades and the colors that they've used on this guy absolutely perfectly. Uh, in terms of a posing figure, though, uh, you know, you probably get more out of the DC Collectibles one, despite all the articulation points he does have. Now, that could just be me and my fear of sort of pushing him to his extremities. Uh, but I, I, I think he's one you just sort of want to have on a nice display stand. So I am very happy uh, with him. Now, that said, uh, once again, I actually didn't pay for him. Uh, so you might have a different experience if you forked out the $200 Australian going rate uh, for this figure. And that's where I, I find him uh, very hard to judge is I really like him. But would I like him if I spent the money on him? Uh, and that that's going to be a hard uh, piece for me to judge on. I, I do like him enough that I am going to try and track down the Mr. Freeze when he does come out. And that might be able to help me find where I fall on this. But purely as a figure, I do like him. But I'm going to give him a Dolly rating of eight out of 10, uh, mainly because of uh, issues with posing him and just also fear of touching him. He does feel like a fragile uh, toy. He's not one that I particularly would have out on my desk and I'm constantly picking up and uh, posing around. So I, I think eight out of 10 is a fair rating for him. Fair. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting because that you mentioned Mr. Freeze because when I saw the Mr. Freeze, that's when I thought, oh, maybe I should, you know, pick up that Batman. Uh, but I, I think I'll stick with the, the six inch. Um, you know, it's enough, enough to collect and you got to draw boundaries somewhere. So thank you for acquiring this so that, um, I could live vicariously through you about it. Very fun. Cool. I think that ends the Batman animated section of the show, and we're going to then swap comic companies and properties and 
put your X-Men hat on, come back in a moment, and we're going to get hyper-articulated. Yay! Photomorphine Power Rangers, this is Zordon. It's morphine time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons. It's your only hope. Karate action, Power Rangers. Use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Well, we talked about Batman the Animated Series, but there was one other comic book cartoon series that's held up uh, in fans' eyes uh, to fairly much the same extent, and that was the X-Men Animated Series. And X-Men were huge in the 90s, and two of the characters that really made it huge were Gambit and Psylocke, who recently got uh revoltech figures so we're gonna have a bit of a toy breakdown and talk about them so uh scotty you've joined me on the revoltech band camp so if you remember back uh when deadpool came out we we both got him and you liked it way more than i did and i i just couldn't kind of get my head around the articulation and so i stopped and oh, I believe maybe I had already pre-ordered Spider-Man, so I got him too. But then I, I stopped, and it wasn't actually until I saw Psylocke being announced that I thought oh, I better give these a second look because that looks, uh, it looks amazing. And uh, sub- subsequently, I've managed to uh, pick up uh, Magneto, Venom, Captain America. Um, all at really reasonable prices uh, and pre-order Psylocke and uh, Gambit. So the only one that I want that I'm missing currently is Wolverine. And uh, I still like, you know, as as we'll discuss as we unpack, you know, the articulation is obviously something that is very much you're going to love it or hate it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yes, I've joined you. I've joined you. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> now, you had me worried because you got your Psylocke before I did. And and you were a little like you you made some comment to me uh, that made me wonder whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we'll find out. Uh, yeah. This yeah. this yes. Yeah. So, well, let's Psylocke came out first, so let's talk. Let's talk Psylocke. First. Yeah, so Psylocke is the first female figure we've gotten in the line. Oh, no, uh, no, sorry. Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Um, you have that, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I don't. I have literally her. just looked up to it as I was saying, like, I, I think she's the first female. Yeah. Oh, no, the very first yeah. figure that's Spider staring Gwen's right down dead. at me. Uh, <laughs> Spider Gwen. She was so early in the line, though, that I yeah, forgot. I think she was like the third figure, possibly. No, Venom was the third, so fourth. Uh, so, um, Psylocke, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of this Psylocke figure. I I don't really like the clear see-through purple uh, of her hair, and her face doesn't really stay put that well uh, <laughs> for me. And I don't know if she was one that necessarily needed the articulated eyes. 
uh, on her. Uh, I've had issues uh, putting her energy swords uh, in her hands and getting them to stay put. And her thigh articulation, I I struggle a lot to get in a good convincing uh, position. It's not impossible. It just takes uh, a lot of work and finagling. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not, uh, or, and her, and her neck just seems overly elongated to me yes. uh, Look, as well. So I, maybe because I had my expectations kind of made more realistic before I got it. And also when, when I was in Singapore, I saw, you know, these, and actually I didn't know, I actually, I ended up, uh, not getting Wolverine there. Um, but I found, you know, kind of, I, could, I couldn't kind of find one that was a price that I was willing to pay. But I saw Psylocke in the box and thought, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, because these, I don't think these look very, they, these are all about the articulation, right? So just kind of static and funky. Um, so maybe because I was kind of thinking this was going to be a fail, um, I'm actually not disappointed with her. I, I don't mind the translucent hair. Um, the the face, it, interesting you say that because mine kept popping off when I first took it out of the box and it took me ages to actually get it back in. Um, and I'm not changing it. And in fact, I can't even tell the difference between the, the, the faces. One's my, sorry, one of my faces is packed away in the box, but it's, it's kind of just like the lip poutiness is sort of okay yeah maybe one's different like one's smiley. kind of a bit more smiley and one's just yeah. a slight bit serious like it's it's very you know you could swap this face every day and other members in your household would never know the difference no, that you were that's right. for sure yeah look i i think that what you, what what i have come to terms with is this line is that it is about it's about the poses and things that you can get out of them. And um, the, the articulation, you know, it, it only looks good at certain angles. Uh, but you, if you can achieve that and you like it, then, then you're going to like it. Um, one thing that I have to say that really drives me bananas about these is that they come with lots of bits of plastic. Right. <laughs> Dug into wrapped around yeah, I, sorry you go no so and I'm, I'm even noticing now as i'm rotating psylocke around that i actually haven't got rid of all of these freaking pieces <laughs> i do not understand it the um yes no they uh they can be bothersome and there are probably figures that i have that still have pieces of plastic uh, stuck in because they're a pain to rip out. They're sort of these sealed plastic circles that go in between swivel joints that are then connected together. And there is a weird sort of trick, like you kind of got to pull it out enough and then cut into the circle and then peel it off from there. But if you try and just pull and use the inner joint to rip the plastic, that's when you get plastic pieces yeah. stuck in there on the inside. <laughs> It's it's crazy making I like and because because these are not uh, you know these, these are small joints and particularly this female you know, figure is small and so I'm I'm just like I cannot believe after all the time that I spent 
dealing with this, I'm looking now at her thighs and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's still a blaster there. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, you, you can, the, the, the main grievance that I have with these are the shoulder joints. I just, I, th- I feel like there has to be some way to achieve this level of articulation with something that is not so ugly because, you know, it, the 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 exposed yeah that that's my main issue with these guys is that the the shoulder joints are just so hideous yeah it's it it is what they are i i i do wish um there is something that can be worked out i've gotten a little bit more used to them on a lot of figures but Psylocke is one that I do have the issue where she's got such small arms. You've actually got uh, the ball joint that it connects into in the upper part of the arm still has a stem to it that's coming out. And so if you have her with her arms up in the air, you've got not only the ball joint exposed, but then the stem going to the other ball that goes on the inner socket of the arm. And that just looks weird and funky it sort of looks like the arms aren't pushed down far enough but they are if that makes sense yeah, but you, you don't really like the other characters and this is part of Psylocke's costume and she has the exposed shoulders so uh, as we come around to Gambit they have pieces you know like the cuffs of the jacket that you can sort of pose around and cover up uh, a little bit there and hide those shoulder pieces which often end up being the figures that work uh, the best in shoulder regards are ones that have pieces that can kind of come over the top, uh, like sort of Wolverine's pauldrons or Batman's cape and sort of hide uh, these aspects a little bit. Hmm. Now, you mentioned the um, side blades and difficulty in getting them on. Uh, I it, it took me a while to work out which hands they work with, but I find that they actually work best with the same hands that you use to hold the sword. Um, because there is a little uh, handle on the on the side blade. So if you kind of position it around her wrist and put that little handle in where the... Oh, her face just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly for um, particularly for face sculpts that really are not that different, um, that then it makes it extra annoying, that because it's not like you know well, it's worth it because you get these two really different expressions. Um, mm. It is. It's like every time it comes off, it's a real journey to get it back in. It's um. So you don't use the side blade hands that have the sort of. Um, accessory port at the top to I can't see them. I'm so, like which ones are they then? So they're the ones that are they're kind of like closed fists, but if you look at the top of the fist, there is a hole in which to insert that smaller handle of the side blade into. But it's extremely hard to do because the side blades are very stiff plastic. Uh, and it's a very small hole, and because you've got the shape of the side blade coming around the bottom, uh, it's uh, hard. You can't just get a direct line up to put it in. 
but it does look great once you actually do manage to get it in there and it's uh, locked through. It does look great because it sort of looks as if the side blade energy is just kind of uh, appearing around her fist. But I'm now a bit scared about trying to take that off or get that out of there without breaking the small little peg on the inside. Yeah. And what's the trick to getting the face to stay in? <laughs> it's, uh, I'd recommend actually taking the head off the ball joint first and okay. then sort of putting the head together and then putting it back on then trying to stick the face up into the hair while the head's okay. still there, if that yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah, that kind of works. Yeah. So I guess our little discussion and troubleshooting there gives you a really good sense for the potential frustrations with this figure. The If you do not like fiddling, posing, uh, and reassembling, then you won't like this. Uh, but I think, you know, the reason why these have got a, a fan base is because you can achieve some really amazing poses with them. And the hair, uh, you know, with Psylocke um, does give, you know, it's pretty dynamic. Um, I, I think that the translucent bit actually is part of what makes it work because it would be very heavy looking um, if it uh, wasn't slightly see-through. Um, so I have to say that I don't mind that bit, um, but I've become really distracted by now trying to just reassemble my. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else? Now she comes with obviously a figure stand. She comes with four different uh, blades, um, plus the two, uh, four different swords, plus the two side blades, uh, swap out faces, um, eight sets of hands. No, uh, I'm- eight, sorry, four sets. Yeah. Or three sets. Uh, the sheath for the sword. So you can have oh, yes, a sheath, yes. a sheath uh, that connects into the ribbon on her back. And, I mean, the ribbon's removable on the back, so that could technically be an accessory. Oh, the ribbon took uh, forever for, for me to so, work out how to get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sort of plugs, it, plugs in on the side, which is another part that I'm not super big on with this figure is you've got the ribbon that's, kind of set there because of the way it plugs in uh, flowing in a certain direction hmm. and her hair sort of flowing in a very pre-posed manner. And uh, for a line that really prides itself on being vastly articulated, it does sort of limit some of your posing, having sort of pre-posed um, uh, uh, sort of air quaff and uh, blowing there it's not horrendous you can sort of work around it but you do tend to find yourself posing her in ways that would make that hair and flow of the ribbon sort of work together mm-hmm. cool well anything else we want to say about Psylocke before we move on to gambit Nah. i'd love to see storm storm could be fantastic with the lightning effects and things like that they could do and could you imagine the message boards if they release a white storm in Revoltech oh before Marvel Legends, that would actually be I kinda hope that happens now. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Now I can I actually cannot get her in a right hand back on her. So annoying. So small. Okay. Look, really fun posing. Uh your mileage may vary as to 
whether you like the joints or not, but for what it is, I'm happy with it, and um, that's cool. Uh, now let's talk Gambit. Yeah, so John's favourite. Yes. <laughs> John was John was maybe going to join us if he woke up in time, but maybe when he saw what we were doing, he was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, could have been Bane, though. Could have been worse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's coming. Yeah. That'd be cool, man. So this, I, I think the trench coat obviously helps here right away. It does. Now, the trench coat is uh, another piece, though, that can be controversial with Revoltech. Uh, so is this the first piece you've gotten that has these kind of articulated cape pieces? Oh, you've got the Magneto, don't you? Who I do, yep. Had very thick articulated cape pieces. Yep. And this is actually, look, I'm uh, going back to the Play Arts Kai uh, p- um, figures, which are bigger but those DC ones that I had, and I'm sure I reviewed some of them on the, the show, some of them had quite similar pieces to this with similar challenges. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so he's not as bad as other ones we've gotten in this Revoltech line uh, before in terms of articulated uh, Kate pieces. It's only two. Uh, so it's sort of where you get into the tails of the trench coat and they're splitting into two. Uh, that's where you have the two articulation uh, points. Uh, now, I actually generally find I kind of like it with it sort of kicking up as if he's kind of jumping down or it's blowing up from below then having it sort of drooped down on him in a neutral pose. But um, I don't know if you've found much different. I love just the the versatility of, like you know what you can do with posing because of that articulation. I think that uh, it works. You know it 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 works. It does obviously take time to work out what looks good. Um, so yeah, I but uh, no, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I th- I think that um the the one thing I do find a bit funky is that his collar and then like top chest plate, which is certainly, uh, you know, a a fixed part of his uniform, that that's a loose piece. And I can see design and articulation wise, why they needed to, well, why they needed to make it loose. uh, But I think it looks funky. Um, So, you know, when you start kind of moving it around, um, but I, you know, I, I think that um, they've done a great job. I love the different card options, and uh, his hands are just that touch bigger where they're a lot easier to swap and manage um, as opposed to the frustratingly tiny uh, Psylocke hands that I'm still wrestling with. Which is funny. Um, again, these guys come with figure stands, which means it makes them quite possible. Um, but they they stand without them as well. If you want a more kind of vanilla um, pose, I, I think that the X Men um, line is. I hope that they really kind of keep going with this because together, you know, that I mean, I've only got Magneto um, to go, but even just these three to. Uh, together make me appreciate them more 
um, as a, as a group. Yeah, I um, do really like Gambit with Wolverine as well. Uh, yeah, I you got it. Yeah, definitely track him down because he yeah. uh, he does work very I can't well. Remember uh, if I? Those. I think I might already have him on the way. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> You know, sometimes like you're watching stuff on eBay and that sort of thing, and you, uh, and then some things. I've got I've got a couple of things at the moment I picked up that um for quite cheaply that I'm like nah, I'm not sure if I'm going to get that or not, but you know if I yeah. <laughs> it's not the end of the world if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually think there's things I like more on this Revoltek Gambit that. Uh, I think actually do better than the Marvel Legends. So his hair is actually really good the and new one. very nineties uh, Gambit. Whereas the Marvel Legends is all just kind of quaffed to one side. Uh, you mentioned it before, but the way that they've done his card. So there's a couple that have sort of like a card that's then molded inside of clear plastic. Um, and that looks fantastic because it looks like there is a card and then there's yes. energy effects running over. And so then there's I, sort of the more um, kind of plain energy cards, but they're connected by like sort of this fanned out frame that's kind of hidden in the palm of the hand and you connect it in sort of his open finger hand display and it looks like he's kind of flicking the cards between yes. his fingers yep. and, you know, sort of doing some card shark action. And I really like that, particularly if you can get it in a pose that's hiding the frame. Uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. Like they're just sort of floating there between his fingers as he's flicking them really fast. And that's something that I can't think of anywhere that's really done it before. Uh, so I do quite like that. So, you know, th there are there's obviously a big price difference here for something that is you know technically same scale as Marvel Legends, and so your uh, you know it it's a definitely you know an acquired um, thing. Why I'm trying to work out why do I why do I overall like these? Uh, well, part of it's. I, for me, anyway, it's the fun of being able to play with a toy. Uh, so it is, I, I quite like, uh, you know, desk playability. I, I'd like having figures that I can leave out on a desk that, you know, while I'm watching a TV show or something that I'll pick up and, and sort of kind of fondle with and I'll put in different poses and then uh, can put back down on the desk. And these guys are kind of perfect uh, for that. I do also like that they're not they huge. are. Yeah. No, they're not, they're not huge, um, but you can get lots of different posing going on, and you sort of, in ways, they're almost puzzles with pieces that you, you kind of go like, I know they're trying to do something here. Now, what's the best way that I can use this to pose yeah, yeah. here and get this across? Uh, there is a cool uniformity to them, so having them uh, a bunch of them together in a display does work really well and they do look really good bouncing off one another and you can create sort of dynamic fight scenes uh, using the characters together. I recently just cleared out my DVD collection. So I've just had hundreds and hundreds of DVDs that I've now stored in plastic tubs and chucked under the house. 
And I had some wall-mounted shelves that I had some DVDs on, which have become empty blank spaces. So uh, one of those shelves I've actually moved my Revoltech figures onto, and uh, it's a fairly wide and deep shelf, uh, and it means that there's a lot of negative space yeah. between my Revoltech figures, where most of my toy shelves are, like my Marvel Legends is jam-packed. Everyone's standing yeah. in a very neutral pose, and yes. that's just because there's – uh, you know, a very limited uh, space on my Marvel Legends uh, shelves, whereas my Revoltex, I on this new shelf, I'm able to spread out and really get in some dynamic pose. And having them all from there uh, in the amazing Yamaguchi line, both DC and Marvel together, they they do look fantastic, looking similar, but all in these dynamic poses, as opposed to my Marvel Legends shelf that's jam packed with Marvel characters but all they're neutrally. So they are giving me a different vibe on my collector shelf than Marvel Legends, whereas uh, I know I'm usually the more harsher critic of the Mesco, but if I had Mesco figures, uh, the way I've got my Mesco Deadpool, he's still just kind of standing there in a very neutral pose. So I do feel that I am getting something different from Revoltech hmm. than I would be from any other six-inch Marvel line that I might pick up. That's very fair. That's very fair. Cool. Well, I think I've actually managed while we're talking to get a sword handling uh, hand and a side blade handling hand both successfully attached to Psylocke and her face fell off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you're starting to come around to where I am on Psylocke. <sighs> That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, guys. So how much of the hair actually comes off? Is it just the top bit? Uh, you can get the whole head off if you really want to. to. <laughs> okay. The, the weird, her sort of weird back mullet doesn't come off. Okay. Which is in, in there. I wouldn't take that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, look, uh, that is, th- that's our toy breakdown. Uh, that is our show. Uh, I oh were you on the show when I did the review of the Nightwing and Batgirl statue? Uh yes. Yes, and you know how we like we liked it but we kind of saw, saw some major problems with the anatomy. Yeah. Uh, of it. So my really good friends Christy and Ethan that own uh secret headquarters in um here in where where I live. Uh they have that in the shop and uh, I I ruined it for them today. <laughs> I mean, I still really like it, right? But they were like, I was just like, just come stand here and then look at how long he, and they were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, but otherwise, it's all happening. We do love hearing from you. If you would like to send us an email uh, at podcast at action figure blues, if you would like to uh, tweet at us at AF blues, if you would like to uh, interact with us a bit more, uh, then you can join our fantastic action figure blues collector community on Facebook. And uh, if you're more of a picture person, then we are on Instagram as well, thanks to the fantastic Lukey Luke. Mm. And uh, we don't do Snapchat because we're not. Yeah. yeah. But if you want and to run a Snapchat for us and you're not completely creepy, let us know. Oh, and maybe be over 12. 
Um, uh, also, happy birthday to Mr. Ben, who's not on the show, uh, but it's uh, his rotation around the sun as we're yes. recording this. So, uh, yay. yay, old man getting older. Yeah, well, I'm still the oldest. No. Poor you. Yeah, I'm still the youngest. <laughs> You're still the youngest, yes. Still the youngest. And this will not change until one of us dies, or... Wait, <laughs> just that. <laughs> we add, add someone new. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Someone, yeah. other people don't get those ages off if someone dies. Still... What, what, comes, uh, what comes after Cousin Oliver? You know, like, what, what do we add next? A cute puppy? Is that... Yeah, what was wasn't there like a weird animal on the Brady Kids or whatever the cartoon was? Do you remember that when like yes. every sitcom got like a cartoon with a weird animal? Yeah, well they all went to space as well. Yeah, yeah, or both. Like, I yeah, think both. Happy Days had a weird animal and yeah. they went to space. And they went to space. The Partridge Family went to space. Yeah, uh, for sure. And was it the, maybe it was the Partridge Family that got the weird? Might have been. I remember the only episode of the Brady Kids. It was like they went back to ancient Greece and met Wonder Woman. No. Yeah, and I remember thinking like, this is a weird, uh, like these are weird properties to be crossing over. Like I don't remember <laughs> Warner Brothers. They Warner Brothers very well my own uh, Brady Bunch, but I was still like, oh, this this seems weird. Like this is a weird choice to but i guess the wonder woman tv show was probably big at the time yeah true 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 crossover that yeah, so what, that's so probably what do we do? yeah yeah oh my gosh it's a funny time yeah you know you know who else passed away uh recently is uh not as well known as other people but uh the comedian tim conway who was a regular on the carol Burnett show this is very american uh but he uh, i always um you know, we grew up watching the Carol Burnett show and uh, my mom went to college with Tim Conway. Um, like they went to this, I don't know that they were particularly close, but they went to the same college. So she always had this affinity, but he, if you ever look up just the Carol Burnett um, show dentist sketch, uh, it, it is, he is, I think one of the most underrated comedians of our time absolutely amazing physical comedian um just so funny such and such a fantastic uh improv um like it just or even find carol burnett bloopers but he he passed away uh um as well so i mentioned other famous passings this week and that was actually the one that made me the saddest so Mm. uh yeah thank you and if you're a big bang theory uh Fan, then that show finished this week as well. Lots of lots of endings and then Oh no, you know what? Veep. Did you watch Veep? Yes. Oh have you seen that final episode? That final episode was oh good. So good, yeah. Good. It's gonna be hard for Game of Thrones to get best series finale after Really that and also fandom is very angry at it. But well, you know, I, yeah, I don't do Game of Thrones, so that's all cool. Yeah, yep. but yeah, oh, Veep was so good. Oh. oh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I've, I'm, yeah. I have got backed up shows because uh, I've been too busy working and parenting. But yeah. um, there you go. Yeah. So lots of things coming to an end, and then it seems like uh, we're going to be stuck with the same government after all this 
<laughs> that, that doesn't date this episode at all for some no, no, that's right. <laughs> well we're i mean this this we, we've properly dated this by um you know all the deaths which <laughs> so. yeah which can i can i say the democracy sausage here in australia like trying to follow election news and that today and running through everything was just photos of sausages which for those in the US, like here in Australia, we love a good sausage sizzle of chucking sausages on a barbie. Um, and it's just become this thing called a democracy sausage. And it's the big thing about going out and vote is there'll be a barbecue going on and you can get your democracy sausage and everyone's taking photos. And now if you talk about Australian politics yeah. on Twitter, there's a sausage emoji. And I just feel like this used to be a great national in-joke is, you know, people would be going off to vote and you'd be like, oh, democracy sausage, grab one of those. <laughs> and now that every news source is like that's most of their election coverage filler and Twitter's in on it and CNN's doing reports on it, it's just like the in-joke's done. Like it's this is the day oh, it's killed it. democracy sausage died. Like yeah. it's, it's just once an in-joke is just known by everyone, it's like, Die Hard is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Like no one can say that with legitimate question anymore because it's just a joke that your grandmother knows now and it's just it's done. It's done. It's done. We've, so today is also the day the democracy sausage died. Uh, I think has ended sadly. Look, we we uh, my eldest um, was this was the first year that she could exercise her right to vote between mediocre choices to lead our country. Um, and uh, we we had planned to kind of go vote, get the obligatory sausage, and then go out for brunch. And it took us so long to actually get to vote that we skipped the sausage. So we were all starving. I, yeah. I, I was working today, so I, I did an early vote like a third of the country uh, seemed yes. to do yeah. uh, this year. And if you ever want to feel famous, go into an early voting uh, center in the middle of a day on a Tuesday when no one else is around except for the 10 people who hand you out the how to vote flyers for their party. And it feels like you're walking oh, a red carpet and people are trying to get you to sign autographs <laughs> and move through and you're the only it's a, a very, very daunting gauntlet to walk into the place. Yeah, that that's, that is very funny. Look, you know, it is a, um, it's a privilege to be able to, uh, ha you know, cast a, a vote in a democratic election. It's a privilege that a lot of people um, are not afforded across the world. And so, you know, while mm -hmm. we might uh, be cynical about it, it you know, I it is a privilege. And uh, you know, it's just an imperfect world. So it's never there's no such thing as a you know a result that everyone can be happy with. Uh, but people should be happy with their democracy sausage. Yeah, it'd be just. Cool. I don't need to see it on Instagram. Oh or, um, no. or on the news. Yeah. Well, that was this show. Yeah. Toys and uh, deaths and political commentaries that will date it, but there you go. Yeah. The, the toys live forever until they all become landfill. Well, no, they'll live forever. They're plastic. They're, they'll be here long before you we're gone. You know what? I know that we're, this is like we're meant to be finishing. My uh, wife's school is doing a 
collection drive for plastic bottle caps that are going to be turned into prosthetic limbs for children that cannot afford them. Hmm. And I thought maybe my next startup will be like a nonprofit that turns pop vinyls into <laughs> prosthetic limbs. <laughs> that could be so cool. You're like, here's an arm and it's got Pikachu sticking out of it. Yeah, like, that's what I'm about to say, particularly if they're only like half melted into yeah, the Yeah, hundred percent. Like, you know, I think that would that would be amazing because you know the yeah. we're, we're we're just the the time where the pop vinyl becomes the next beanie baby. <laughs> but <laughs> it won't be Pikachu, it'll be the ones that no one wants. So it'll be oh, like true. the NFL ones and that like one Saturday Night Live skit character <laughs> that no one kind of knows. The Valentine like, Stitch. <laughs> yeah, the weird sitcom that was popular for a year, but the character doesn't really translate well into a vinyl type thing. So it's like, here's your House of Lies, Don Cheadle, like melted down and stuck in. Just yeah. oh no. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah. I really wanted Iron Man. You're like, yeah, no, he's expensive. Yeah, he still sells. So. Uh... <laughs> Here you go. Enjoy your Brett Favre. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, the guitarist from The Who melted it there. <laughs> well, I c- will conclude by saying that I've managed now to get Silicon Gambit, Gambit both in poses I really like, and so I shall photograph them uh, and keep them for posterity and for the Facebook page. And now we really should say goodbye. Yep. I really like this episode till we went off the rails at the end. That was, what? That was I like this episode because we went off the rails at the end. <laughs> I meant professionally, like, oh, this is a nice episode we could send in for awards or something, and then what, the, what we can just still send add, this in for awards. Nature, yeah, I, I don't know. They wouldn't listen to the whole episode, would they? They probably only probably not. Skins. Hey, if you did, then we deserve it. Yeah, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. Good journey. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 